Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a great day out there today. It's going to be a good one of mine, that's for sure. Yesterday was an absolute blast. I, uh, well, let's say I haven't been running in a, in a long time uh, with being down in Texas for the summer, and I don't know what kind of poor-ass excuse I have for not doing a ton of running these last three, uh, two weeks or so out in Ithaca. But anyways, went a good six-miler yesterday. Uh, a couple hours later, played some full-court basketball for a while, then some tennis in the evening. So, uh, yeah, calves are definitely a little bit sore, but hey, man, that's what it's all about. It's what I'm getting after. It's what I'm doing. So loving that kind of energy absolutely loving it for myself now and and hamstrings too we talked about hamstrings yesterday so definitely some involvement there anyways today tasty tuesday what is this all about what are we talking about what we got the munchies for today's focus is brussels sprouts i love them good stuff great nutrients real good for the body and specifically we're talking brussels sprouts but kind of the uh, more of a focus on vitamin K. What is it? What does it do? Um, what's the new talk out there and the research about it? Because when we talk about Brussels sprouts, first of all, uh, I think there's a lot of different opinions about these. Some people love them. I love them. Uh, maybe not in high quantities. But then other people, you know, they know them as the little green balls of death. So certainly a huge variation between opinions out there for these guys. But just one cup of these little suckers and doesn't take much to fill up one cup just like five or six of those little uh we'll call them green balls of death when we get that um that gives us just over 200 percent of our daily value of vitamin k which is fantastic um but new again new research out there is showing that there's even more um evidence for needing extra vitamin k um in our diet and exactly what we're going for with all that stuff so recently probably about two and a half three years ago um, FDA recently um, increased the minimum amount of vitamin K by about 50% that we need in our diet just because of continued research and evidence out there of how important it is now vitamin K it might often be known as kind of the uh, blood clot um, mechanism you know more vitamin K helps your helps blood clotting factors because of that it can kind of thicken the blood just a little bit in normal healthy people not a problem whatsoever but just a little disclaimer out there if your doctor has prescribed you with um, blood clotting or blood thinning medication you definitely want to avoid definitely want to avoid having um, having these um, extra vitamin K or you want to work with your doctor to monitor the amount of vitamin K you're having so I know we're talking good things about it but it has to be imbalance with the medications we've got physiological effects of vitamins we've got physiological effects of medications they all interplay with each other and they cannot be avoided now in addition to vitamin k what the heck else do brussels sprouts offer us well they've got a strong amount of vitamin c um, but just over 100 percent of that again you can get a thousand percent of vitamin c and be totally okay no problem whatsoever great stuff good old chemist Linus Pauling swore about this stuff he might have gone a hair overboard for himself but hey as uh, as all crazy chemists may do at some point 
It's got a handful of great B vitamins, folate, B6, all that good stuff. Folate being B9, the stuff you need uh, during early pregnancy, especially when it's essential to have when you may not even know if you're pregnant. Um, thankfully, half the population doesn't worry, have to worry about that. Gentlemen, uh, well, I'll let you know when I become pregnant, guys. We'll put it that way. Um, it's got some other great nutrients in there, too. It's got a bunch of copper, it's got phosphorus, potassium, iron, omega-3 fatty acids, even which you might not expect typically, um, because we think typically think about fatty fish and other things like that having it, but where the fish get it from, the seaweed, the kelp, they get it in low amounts eventually from these dark leafy green vegetables that eventually make its way um, from into their bloodstream and get stored as fat and they can just store it better and more efficiently because those cold water fish especially they need it for insulation we've got a whole bunch of other stuff we've got some magnesium we got calcium uh, good amount of zinc in there again all these are kind of lower threshold values having about uh, 10 15 20 percent daily value but it's enough to add up and kind of help us curb um, that amount in that area so, Brussels sprouts, right? Tons of calories? No, barely anything. So they, do, they don't take much calories up whatsoever. Um, barely any fat in there at all. Um, also barely any protein, but mostly just like a little bit of carb for what they are. Um, but it's, again, all good stuff, great nutrients, ton of good healthy fiber in there. We've already talked about extra fiber in our body or a appropriate amount of fiber in our body helping to flush out the extra, extra cholesterol in our system that we don't need when combined with the rest of a really good diet as well. Now here's the interesting thing with vitamin K. Vitamin K in the human body, um, we've got a couple of different forms. We've got, we're gonna kinda subclassify it. We're gonna classify it in terms of vitamin K1 other than all the other vitamin Ks, vitamin K2 through seven. Um, when vitamin, and when people talk about vitamin K, they typically talk about the K1 version. Although there's a lot of evidence out there that K2, that is one that is great for bone health as well. We, we know that, you know, we need calcium phosphorus to enter our bone for the minerals. We know that vitamin D is part of the process that helps get, to help get it there. But basically, after vitamin D, there's another stage in the chemical reaction where we have vitamin K2 it goes ahead and it transforms. It helps, or I shouldn't say transforms, it helps to take the, it assists vitamin D in its process of mineralizing the bone through calcium and phosphorus, which is essential, which we absolutely need. Um, so again, vitamin K2 has a big component of bone health, and if we don't have enough of that, actually a ton of vitamin D and no vitamin K may actually in turn be a little bit damaging to bone health because we can't get that final step out in the way and there's a huge imbalance between the two. But again, talk to a uh, registered dietitian, nutritionist who really knows their stuff about this for specific recommendations for y'all. But again, with the absence of being on blood thinning medication as general health advice, not medical advice, up the amount of vitamin K, especially vitamin K2. Now in a normal, healthy gut, vitamin K1, guess what? It can get um, changed, altered to vitamin K2, not by our own means, but by a lot of these bacteria that are living inside of us. Kind of that ecosystem of bacteria that dwell within us all, that is normal, that is healthy, that we absolutely need for ourselves 
that we have a symbiotic relationship with these cells inside our gut lining that, guess what, there are more bacterial cells in our system, good bacteria, than there even are human cells. That is absolutely insane. Now, by true weight, by, like, amount of pounds and stuff that that makes up, of course, you know, our own body and everything is more than these gut bacteria because they're so small in comparison. But... This is absolutely a factor that we have to consider. And how do we promote a healthy gut microbe? Well, it's a lot of things about having a variety of food, um, not being overly acidic or overly basic, just having good balance throughout ourselves and kind of keep fueling our body with those good probiotics and getting exposed to a variety of foods. And again, anytime you're on an oral systemic antibiotic medication, which again, I'm not saying don't do, there are many times where they are essential, Anytime you're on one of those, it not only flushes out the bad bacteria, it, flash, it flushes out the good bacteria as well. So, definitely dangerous, um, but these are all risks that have to be evaluated. I would rather get rid of the bad bacteria and some of the good with it, rather than completely die. So, that's just my opinion, but as always, talk to your doctor. Um, in general, aim for less death in life. So... Kind of went on a bit of a rant there, but it's the importance of our gut bacteria, vitamin K2 in the role of bone metabolism and bone health and bone mineralization. Now, what sources do we get vitamin K1 from? That's from our dark leafy greens. That's why, again, Brussels sprouts on the category here, that's why we got them ranked up so high because it's those dark leafy greens like Brussels sprouts, kale, spinach, other... Um, other plants that are in that same family as Brussels sprouts being broccoli and cauliflower. Cauliflower doesn't have that much because guess what? It ain't dark and it ain't green. So, um, you know, it's got a little bit here and there, but cauliflower really isn't quite as good as some of the broccoli or the other things that do have that. Let's vitamin K. Where do we get vitamin K2? Well, there's some interesting parallels to draw here. We talked about already how the vitamins from um, so when we get K1 into our system we have the gut bacteria that can digest process and help turn some vitamin K1 into K2 well guess what the same thing can happen with partially digested foods aka partially fermented foods so a lot of fermented dairies like yogurt and cheese things like that there is some evidence out there that um, but inconclusive evidence that egg yolk can have a little bit of it it's unclear um, if it's only egg yolk from like chickens that have, been, have or have not been processed in a certain way. Um, we're not sure about that. But anyways, those are some of the foods that can be held in some of the fat-containing cells of other protein that we eat, especially fish. It can have some amounts in there, but usually a small amount. Most of it comes from these fermented foods. So it's not a bad idea to talk to a dietitian nutritionist about, hey, do I get a vitamin K2 supplement to augment something that I'm not otherwise having? Again, I'm a big fan for supplements. Getting back to the word, supplements. They are meant to supplement what you're already having. You don't need extra protein supplements if you already get enough protein through food, and I would much rather have it through food. Same thing for all these vitamins and minerals. If you're getting enough from all your dark leafy greens, all these other foods that you get all your vitamin nutrient balance, what the heck are you taking a multivitamin for? In fact, sometimes these vitamins can outcompete each other and lead to more harm than good. 
when taking a huge colossal doses. Um, for example, the B vitamins, it's not just that, oh, there's a receptor in my body for B2, there's a receptor in my body for B3, there's a receptor in my body for B6. No. In general, there is a more or less a universal receptor and these high doses of these vitamins they outcompete each other they compete each other vitamin b2 and b3 and b6 they say all right man my turn to get in there so if they're all even if you're all having 100 percent of each one you're good even if you're all having you know 300 percent for whatever reason daily value of all these that's fine the issue is where with some of them you're having 100 to 200 percent some of them you're having five or six hundred percent it's not that you're, oh, I'm above and beyond, I'm way clear. It's No, it's you can only get so much. And that, that competition with each other, it got it bumps a lot out and it knocks it out completely. Um, so that's kind of what's at play here. And we've got to be really critical about, okay, let's make sure we get some good balance in the system to really make sure this happens. Because, again, it's not about just flooding the system with everything. It's what do you really need, what dose do you need it at, and certainly there's a plus or minus margin for error other than, hey, how can we make that happen? Ideally through food, if we can't get it through food conveniently or easily, um, let's supplement a little bit. Let's make it happen. But anyways, back to my bad boys. Brussels sprouts. Little green balls of death. I love them. Easy way to do them up that I like. Because um, again, well, I'm not going to say nobody, but I, I don't enjoy eating them raw necessarily. Anyways, you get these little, uh, the baby cabbages, the green balls of death, um, cut them in halves or quarters, uh, then you get them, uh, in a nice pan, toss a little olive oil around with them, or any other kind of cooking oil you want, whether it's a walnut oil or whatever, avocado oil, and that sounds pretty good, actually. Go ahead and you toss them in there and just get some nice, easy roasted Brussels sprouts, um, some people will steam them, I don't enjoy the steaming them as much, um, it's not kind of the texture and flavor I'm going for but you get them in the oven toss them in a pan usually about 20 minutes then flip them over toss them around another 10-15 minutes the other side nice and crispy they're not and they've got kind of the oily texture on them too and again having a little bit of fat with these bad boys is going to help bring the nutrients out vitamin A D E and K fat soluble especially that vitamin K we talked about so if you have a bunch of vitamin K and you have no fat with it whatsoever, how much of that will you absorb? Nada, nothing, zilch, at all. You've got to couple these fat-soluble vitamins with fat in the diet at the time you consume them to actually make it happen. All right, y'all, let's get out there sometime in the next few weeks. Get after those little green balls of death because the death inside them might just be the life for you, might just be the nourishment that you need, and hey, well, I'm not going to go as far as, uh, this might be extreme for some people, but hey, some people's popcorn, other people's Brussels sprouts. You get those little snacks going along. And I mean, what goes great at Brussels sprouts? Some nice, easy roasted chicken, some good sweet potatoes. Mmm, man, game time for me. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoy this episode. Again, the importance of vitamin K from one of its main sources, Brussels sprouts, and why you should give these little green balls of death a second try or at least have it once in a while all right y'all keep it real out there keep eating keep munching and again do not make stupid decisions while you're hangry that's a big message of mine I heard on the radio this morning too
When you're hangry, you not only impair your own concentration, driving, making bad decisions, going to the grocery store, buying twice as much as what you need, making poor purchases, trying to buy a house or something, whatever. When we are hangry, we do not function ideally. I've said this over and over, but for my survival, I encourage everybody around me not to be hangry um, because I certainly know how bad I can get for myself. All right, y'all. Simply not easy.